episode 78 of the empty room podcast and boy do we have a lot to talk about i don't want to take away one of the wonderful sayings from the hodge twins but it's a good show and it should be uh should be fun all right there's a lot to talk about though okay and we've been away we've missed a weekend because i was in new york for a wedding fondling yourself I don't remember that part. Could have happened. Hmm. There was some alcohol that was taken in, mm-hmm. but I don't recall that aspect. But uh, so we were gone for a weekend, but uh, so we missed a week, and now we're back. Episode seventy-eight. Welcome everybody. Eric, I'm not even sure where to begin. There's so much shit that's going down these days in this country. Do you have any preference where you'd like to start? No, none at all. Well, let's start with. Um, There's so many elephants in the room, Eric. (laughs) I don't know how we can breathe right now. There's elephants everywhere. All right, just pick an elephant and go with it. How about General Milley committing Uh, treason? Yeah. Why hasn't he been shot yet? (laughs) I mean, how's that for an opener? (laughs) We have the top general in the country committing treason against the president, the elected president of the United States in his final weeks in the job. Yeah contacting an enemy and if you don't want to say enemy at least an adversary <laughs> you know somebody who's we're competing with mm. and saying that i mean i, I would say enemy i know but I, i'm trying to be a little balanced here you know yeah, fuck that shit i know fuck it. i know i know but yes you're on the phone telling the Chinese government that should anything happen, we'll let you know in advance. I mean, absolute treason. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the dude's proud of it. Of course he is. And the dude's probably going to make a lot of money from this. He's going to write a book, like Jesse Kelly said, Courage to Act. And it'll be five million bucks ahead. You know, he'll make tons of money off it. And it sucks. Is there a statute of limitations on treason? I have no idea. Because he better hope that no Republican ever gets elected to president ever again. I mean, I'm serious, though. Like, if this isn't treason, what is? Oh, it is treason. Okay. We're, we're, and the, and the last, time, last time we've dealt with treason was, what, the Sacco Vanzetti thing? Wasn't that the last time that we executed somebody for treason? It was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. That's what I mean. That's sort of where I, I'm bringing that up only because you're like, how come he hasn't been shot yet? And how come people aren't recognize it? And... I think it's been so long since we've had to deal with treason. <laughs> well, yeah, there's. it's been a long time since we had to deal with, with a treasonous... Treasonistic? Charge, sure. But I don't think people care. No. Well, the right people care. I mean, the... the Conservative, the Republican, right. Well, I mean, the, the, the good people rather than the, <laughs> the awful good, people. The good people. <laughs> um. Well, I well, I'm not done. Okay, I'm sorry. The reason it's not more of a thing is because it was against Trump. 
Right. And, you know, that's what it comes down to. All right, now I'm done. Go and do what you're doing. Well, the only thing I was going to bring up is that you don't, you do what you do. You do what you do. And when you're done, I, I don't know what you do. I'll ship it. I don't really like what you do. <laughs> but you do it. The only thing I'm saying, the only thing I was laughing at and sort of quick to jump in is that you can't call people bad people if they're just ignorant. If they don't know any better, if they don't have the information to make solid decisions, if they've been given bad information and that's all they have, it's they're not necessarily bad people. Are there bad people? Yes. Are there many in this administration currently? Yes. And uh, <laughs> I think uh, I think there's many more good people in this country than there are bad. However, boy, are the good people on a losing streak right now. We're, we're not doing so hot. Yeah, we're not doing so great. So uh, uh, there's that. So, I, I mean, I don't know how much further you want to go on with uh, the Millie guy here, but I just couldn't believe it. There's so many things that have happened within the last month that I just uh, – actually, this whole administration that I just can't believe. I mean, there's so many. It's it, And this is well, added to the pile. Yeah, I mean it's it's only going to get worse, and of course, and this is pretty fucking bad. Yeah, and we got more. I mean, you want more bad? Yes, please. All right. How about the fact that they claimed they fired off a drone strike to get an ISIS K guy after the failed Afghanistan thing, and instead they incinerated a dude and a bunch of children on our side, uh. <laughs> and everyone's like, "Yeah, that happened." No accountability, no arrests, no nothing. Uh, They're able to just get away with saying, "Yeah, that kind of happened." Oh man, it's it. Uh, yeah, I mean, oh, oh Eric, there's more. I mean, we finally got a drone and a helicopter to go up at the southern border and take videos of what's going on. There's like ten to twelve thousand people at the border just coming awesome. in. Just that's uh, yeah. just awesome. Yeah, the, the people are like, "Holy shit, we didn't believe it." No kidding. No fucking kidding. You <laughs> morons. Well, to be fair, Texas has immediately closed down the border and they've put, uh, not Coast Guard, but National Guard people out there to, to help with the border patrol. So they're trying to deal with the situation as fast as possible. But it took somebody with a drone throwing it up there going, look at this shit. <laughs> and everyone going, oh. Oh, that's bad. Yeah, that's bad. That's bad. And then the FAA shut down all airspace for drones, so they couldn't go up there. So someone took a helicopter up there for, I, I believe, one of the local news stations. Mm -hmm. They got more video footage of it. So I mean, it's just it's unbelievable horseshit. All of it's horseshit. Oh, they see our crappy uh, our crappy immigration policy. Quick, ban flying. <laughs> Don't you dare look at that. Don't you dare look at that. Don't you dare look at that. We have the Australian public health chief accidentally saying the quiet part out loud. And I know everybody says that. They like saying, ooh, he said the quiet part out loud. And, you know, I, I'm not a fan of that statement. Like, I don't, I don't think it's funny as most everyone else does. But in this case, she actually said the quiet part out loud. <laughs> she said during the New World Order, we don't know what tracing's going to be like. Wait a minute. <laughs> What are you talking about? You're not you're not supposed to say <laughs> the Great Reset or the New World Order. You're not supposed to say that those are those are words you just need to you know, we say them amongst each other. But we don't we don't go on TV and, <laughs> and, and do that. Say that this is the plan. I mean, I wonder if she got a flogging for that. I mean, is that one of those where you <laughs> 
<laughs> you can't say that. You can't say that. And of that. course, Australia is one of the toughest countries right now with lockdowns and vaccinations and all that shit. If you're outside and you have your mask down, police are going to beat you with batons. I know. What the hell is that shit about? I mean, it's insane. Meanwhile, I thought this was funny. So understanding that we got this woman saying the new world order, we don't know what tracing is going to look like. And the fact that it's... Was it an Aussie or was it a... Australian, yeah. Okay. And I then, thought it was a New Zealand. No, yeah. Australian, I believe. It could be New Zealand, but I thought it was Australian. Well, fact check this. Close enough. Yeah. But I, I really thought it was Australian. And if it's the case, they have a tyrannical police state over there for the most part in mm-hmm. Australia. They're really causing some issues. And then I believe a Chinese official the other day said that if they were going to launch a nuclear strike, they'd hit Australia first. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, it's it's wild times in the world, man. It's like the okay corral out there in the world. I mean, I'm not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> I'm not sure if I feel good that we're not the first target. First. <laughs> or, if if or if I'm insulted. You imagine being in the... Uh, it's like, you imagine really? being Australia? <laughs> being in the room for that, and the Chinese officials are like, let's hit the penal colony first. <laughs> let's blow the... They haven't been a penal colony for a while. <laughs> We're going to hit the penal colony first. <laughs> We're going to hit Australia first, folks. They'll never see it coming. <laughs> that may be true, but everyone else in the world will see it, including the people we should be hitting first. Well, I think us. I think the reason would be, don't screw with us or else. That's or else. And everyone goes, oh. Oh, That okay. sucks. <laughs> yeah, way, way to have... The entire world against you. No, I don't think they care. They, they're, they're looking for they'll, they'll world care. domination. No, I mean, you can't get world domination if you have everyone against you. Uh, I suppose. Unless you're trying to take them all. But I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Very difficult. So, Eric, we got more news. Remember that uh, the fuzzy feeling we had about the recall? Well, Gavin we were hopeful, but we were... Well, at least I was. You were realistic. Realistic. And, of course... They cheated to win. The realtor's bid came up short, and uh, the fall well, of California is here. Not, not, not really. I mean, it was it was struck down pretty emphatically. Right. I mean, he was. He I mean, was. I mean, San Francisco, and I believe Los Angeles, and I forget one more, one other city in California. They were all north of eighty percent for Newsom. Yeah. Like it, it was pretty pretty wild, and of course, voter fraud concerns are out there. No one's going to do a damn thing about it. Of course not. It's just, it is what it is. Uh, And they had sort of the same rules for this recall that they had for the national election this past year. Uh, Plenty of time to mail in your votes. uh, And then at least seven days after the fact (laughs) to collect votes. And uh, yeah, so I mean... It was a good shot. I liked Larry. I, I still like Larry Elder. I think he's a, he's a good man. I think it was an interesting attempt. Uh, I always find it interesting when these people like Larry Elder who come out of the woodwork during a special election, right? Like they, they see the opportunity and try to take a hold of it. Mm-hmm. It's not like he did a grassroots campaign and started two years prior to the election and just kept working and working towards it. It was more of, look, we have this recall. I'm probably the best guy. I'm just going to throw my hat in the ring. And next thing you know, popularity takes off. That's sort of how Ted Cruz well, I mean, got that, his that's, seat. That's, and, he, uh, that's uh, I mean, he was by far the most popular one to take over. Yeah. He, he got 46%. 
Yeah, he did well. Compared to anyone else. What about Caitlyn Jenner? We thought she might be the uh, She answer. got 1%. <laughs> buckle up, buckaroos. Like 1% or maybe it was just even one vote. <laughs> A single guy. All right, like her. <laughs> Let's go. Well, anywho. So, uh, yeah. the uh, and, she, and, you know, Larry Elder even teamed up with Rose McGowan because Rose McGowan had claimed that... Uh, Gavin Newsom's wife had coerced her to not come out against uh, Weinstein. Weinstein and yeah. his raping activities and her experiences. And she's, you know, I guess the line was, what would it take to make you happy to make this not be an issue? I don't know. Maybe stop him from raping people. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should fix that, that, that problem first. That would make me happy. And I don't know. Rose is a weird one because she's sort of all over the map. She is. She really and, is. Uh, I, I do think she's sort of been red-pilled. I think she's more conservative now than anything because she's just continually been used as a, as a, a doormat for the, the liberals, and I think... Yeah, probably, but I, I think I think she's more more of a mercenary at this point. She'll go after anyone and everyone. Well, she's clearly also a singular topic person. Yeah. Like, she doesn't give a shit about any of the other things that are going on. You know, whether it be rights, constitutions, tax, you know, all that stuff. She doesn't give a shit about that. It's all about sexual assault for her. Mm-hmm. And where, wherever you need to point her, she's the weapon that can go out there and start causing shit for that person. So, but I mean, that might be too brutal. I, I She does seem like she's sort of changed teams, <laughs> for lack of a better, better description. Um, but... But then again, all for naught, and uh, California will continue to have its draconian system, and and Gavin Newsom will continue to have parties while the poor suffer. I think we have a guillotine somewhere in the Smith- Smithsonian. Could dust that off. Probably a couple. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I got nothing on that one. I'm gonna stay. I'm not gonna touch that one with a ten foot ball. <laughs> Uh, Eric, how about the National Archives? The U.S. National Archives decided to put a label on the U.S. Constitution that included the statement, may include harmful content. God, go, f- oh, man. <laughs> may include harmful Can no. you believe that? The U.S. Constitution, the fabric of what of this country and what has made us great and may have harmful content. <laughs> Trigger warning. Oh, this this founding document, which you should thank your lucky stars that we have, may contain hurtful language. If if the Constitution of the United States hurts your feelings, man, I I have nothing nice to say there. Yeah, we should probably move on. Die. Just die. But you definitely should try. You know what? Bastards. No, forget that. We don't have to go vicious there, but you know what? You really should leave the country and try some other places. Try Europe. Try Africa. Try <laughs> Afghanistan. See how you like it over there. See how you like what they how they do business. See how... I mean, everyone loves to talk shit about this country when they're here because nothing happens to them here. Yeah. Try that nonsense in another country and come talk to me afterwards and see where you've been. <laughs> I, I kind of like this country. I kind of like the fact that I can say what I want. Hell, this podcast would probably not go anywhere else. <laughs> One, for lack of listenership, and two, well, <laughs> because yeah. we say some stuff. 
Of course, it's all in good fun, and we have our beliefs, though. But I tell you, uh, everyone's got the United States is a is really the Twitterverse of the world. Mm. Everyone talks big shit here because they know nothing's going to happen. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Go somewhere else. See how those Talibanians will, will treat you when you talk some big shit. They've already been cleaning out people and murdering people and executing people for stuff far less. So that's my two cents for what it's worth. So we're basically saying the same thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go, go, go to another country and try your bullshit, which will lead to my suggestion, die. Or worse. There's some things worse than death. Well, do those things first. <laughs> try, the then. try the death first. <laughs> if you can, try the death first. It'll probably be a better fit for... Uh... And I, look, Eric and I don't want anybody to die. We don't believe in that stuff. We don't believe in... We don't. We don't believe in pushing that type of hatred on anyone. However, all we're saying is that this is the country where you can say whatever you want and everyone's got big tough guy eyes here and mouths here as opposed to what could happen to you in another place in the world because the world is dangerous in the world it's like the bar scene from star wars there's danger everywhere and you know i don't know this is fifth or sixth i don't know i got and i think it's only gonna get worse from here because there's more bad stories how about the uh speaking of the taliban uh, the Afghan government, now full of Taliban, are um, four of the Taliban that are part of the Afghan government were traded for Bo Bergdahl. Remember that guy? Remember that asshole? Oh, look, another traitor. Yeah. <laughs> so that dude, we have Obama. A, we have a bit of a theme going on here. Uh, yeah, Obama offered up, I believe it was seven guys for Bergdahl. Was it? I thought it was like three to five. But I, four of those seven, I thought, or maybe four of the five, it doesn't matter, it's bad. Four yeah. of the five are now in the Afghan government. Yeah. And uh, that was a great trade for us. It's a fantastic trade. I mean, geez. We couldn't have done any better. Don't let Obama ever be your general manager for any team. No. It just, it just won't go well, because that's a shitty trade. I mean, every fantasy football guy, fantasy basketball guy, fantasy baseball guy is going, what the fuck are you thinking? <laughs> Who makes that trade? Where's the commissioner? You gotta stop that trade. That's bullshit. It's like trading Tom Brady for a bucket of footballs. By the way, he was outstanding again today. He has he has eight touchdowns, nine touchdowns, something like that mm-hmm. in his first two games. Wow. Uh the first time he's ever done it, back to back games to start the season, and more touchdowns than I believe Cam Newton had all last year. <laughs> so uh not really surprising. Thomas continues to be the GOAT. And we love him. I love him. We love him. We love him. TV 12. Tom Brady. <laughs> so uh, Biden also signed vaccine mandates for the government and the companies with over 100 employees, uh, which has caused everyone to go crazy. Yeah. Daily Wire's like in the in the process of filing a lawsuit. Yeah. Well, there's million, there's thousands of lawsuits that are coming down the pike. There's yep. definitely governors in red states that are saying they will fight this and file lawsuits as well. It is nuts. Now, I want to talk to you about this guy, Nolte, and I've brought him up before on other podcasts, but he has a very interesting vaccine mandate theory that I think you might find interesting. Okay. Now, I'm a believer in the vaccine. Are you a believer? But I'm, no, I'm not a believer. <laughs> I'm a believer of the vaccine. I took it. Some might say I coerced you to get it as well. Probably. 
Browbeat. 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 Yeah. But, yeah. but, 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 browbeat me into getting the stupid vaccine. It was out of love. And browbeat. No, 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 no. You, but anyway, I'm a believer. Piece of crap. But I am not a believer in forcing anybody to do anything like that. It's your judgment. There's a risk-reward assessment you have to make in your head. And however you feel, unless you're related to me, then I browbeat you. But I didn't actually didn't say that. That didn't happen. It, I, yes, it no. did. It absolutely <laughs> did. No, no, no. No, no, no. So yeah, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, kind of did. But Nolte talks about how if you're the Democrats and you have taken a massive left wing swing, uh-huh. like you're you're holding hands with commies at this point, might even be wearing the 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 clothing of commies. They yeah. have like the Soviet Union national anthem on repeat. Yeah, I mean you point. might be you might be right involved. So if you're doing that and and you're doing that in this country, there's a great chance, and I believe this as well, that most of your policies are not really popular. Most people don't want your policies. They don't like them. So what do you have to do? You have to you know, maybe cheat in an election a little bit or whatever. Mm. It's, you know, we're not saying that happened. No. It happened. But we're, we're not we're, saying it happened. <laughs> it happened. We're just we're, we're just, just saying you might have to. You might you might have yeah. to do that since yeah. your your ideas are complete and utter shit. We're not saying that you did. You did. But but, but you know we're just, we're just you know. So he said they cheated like a motherfucker. Is what we're trying to say. He said that or what I'm saying. If that occurred, Fucker. if that occurred, it did. We don't know. It did. If it. It's going to be hard to do that again in 22 and in 24. So what's a better way to ensure that you have voting help and supremacy Hmm. to hold on to your leadership? And the theory he came up with was, A, bring in massive illegals and treat them nice so they vote Democrat. And B, have your opposition die. (laughs) And it was like, well... He followed it up by going, well, how, how would you have your opposition die? By convincing them not to take a vaccine, even though the vaccine's the, the miracle. And I found that fascinating. It's the only guy I've seen that's talked about it that way. The idea that, hey, the vaccine, which was developed under the Trump administration and was put out before the Biden administration came into play. Okay, you have that occur. And it does work. Now, people have gotten the vaccine stuff all sorts of mixed up in the media on both sides. You have the one side that says, you know, if you take it, you're not going to get sick, which isn't true because all the vaccine's job is to allow your immune system to deal with it if you should you get sick and so you don't get in the hospital. But one side saying, well, people are still getting sick. Yeah, that could possibly happen. It's okay. But I tell you that because Nolte says, look, this thing's going to keep you alive. It's going to keep you on the right side of the earth if you get it. So if you want your opposition to die, what would you do? You'd do exactly what the Biden administration did and mandate it. <laughs> and make, see, because your opposition is, is are these capitalist freedom liberty guys. They don't like to be told to mandate anything because they want their freedom. So you tell them, we're making you get the vaccine. And then those guys go, the hell you won't. I'm a free man. I live in the freest country of the world. I'm not going to do that. Fuck you. And then you've already reversed psychology to psychology to them. 
except the unvaccinated aren't, the, aren't dying. Well, they are. Yeah, in terms of the percentage, and Nolte brought that up, in the percentages, the deaths that are happening the most are the unvaccinated. And the guys who are vaccinated are doing a little bit better. The people who are dying are the same people who are dying before the vaccine even became a thing. It's still just the, the immunocompromised, the old, and that's it. Right, but if you have the vaccine, your chances of living through the situation, the percentages are a lot higher. And by the way, the elderly tend to be conservative anyway. <laughs> There's that too. That's true. So it was anyway, the whole point of me bringing it up is that it's just a very interesting, different look at the whole vaccine thing. Moving on. Let's see. Uh, we talked about Biden drone strike. Someone should be going to jail for that. But no. Uh, the 20th anniversary of 9-11. 20 years. Can you believe it's been 20 years? It's, yeah, it's, it's wild. Yeah. It's wild. That I don't, it's awful. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, protests on vaccine mandates have been happening across the world. It's not just the United States. Actually, the United States, in terms of protests for the vaccine mandates, it's been really small comparably to what's happening in the Netherlands, France, and other In terms places. of mandates? No, in terms of the protests. Against mandates. Yeah. We're, it's because we're just ignoring it. Yeah. We're, I mean, that's that's at least what I see. Yeah. I mean, we'll, you know, there'll be the uh, the lawsuits and all everything else. But in terms of getting out there and protesting, it's kind of the point where we're just like, you know what? Piss off. We're going to do whatever we want to do. Well, remember that, co- that question I asked you a couple of podcasts ago? Can you just ignore your government? <laughs> that's sort of, sort of where we're at now, eh? Yeah. We're kind of at that point. It's just like. You know, if the cops come, we're just going to be like, all right, you got a choice to either follow your orders like a good little puppy or do what's what at least I think is right and tell these freaking gov- you know, government people to go pound sand. Well, the best part about the mandates, too, is that Congress is exempt. <laughs> of course it is. It happens a lot now, and it's just there's no rule that Congress should be exempt from. I remember thinking that too back in the day with the Obamacare stuff. Obamacare for all, it's going to cost everybody more taxes, but Congress is exempt. Like, wait a minute, what the fuck? Like, if you're going to make these shitty rules, it's going to be shitty rules for everybody. Mm. So, but I agree with you. I think there's a ignorance that's sort of happening. Yeah, it's just like... And I'll see if the government pushes back and then that's when it gets the spicy times happen. (laughs) As... As John the Prepper would say, hopefully not. Hopefully, I mean, I just don't under, I don't understand, Eric, why I keep pushing this down our throats. Polling wise, it can't be popular anywhere with the exception of what, maybe four major cities in the country. And, and yet it's still like just, and the only thing I can think of is that it all goes back to the election. Cause if you can, if you, if you know that we know, that you didn't do it fairly and didn't do it correctly and there was some hanky-panky going on, then the only way to keep the legitimacy going is to keep pounding shit down our throats so that we can never really file lawsuits and figure it out. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's, it's wild out there right now, man. Wild, wild. And then there was booster shots. There was talk of booster shots, and then the FDA... 
actually shut down, uh, you know, voted down their booster shot idea. So we mm. might might escape that one without having to actually deal with it. Uh, it's so funny. It's you wonder why people are so distrustful, and it's just like because no one, not, not even the agencies agree on anything. Nope. It's just like. That's going to be. Like, I need a booster. No, we're not going to need a booster. Well, we might need a booster. <laughs> that might be. I mean, if things go relatively well and we get a sense, people use the word normalcy. And I saw a meme the other day that I really liked that said, you know, there is no normal life. Life is what it is. You live it and you see what happens. And so, like, I get it. But uh, in terms of like a normal baseline of activity where everything's sort of dialed back and we're all just living our lives. If we can get to that point, the real crime from the Biden administration is going to be the massive distrust of all government agencies. Like, just that's going to be the crime because the CDC, who believes it? The FBI, no way. In fact, the FBI held a. <laughs> the FBI, this is my favorite thing. I didn't even have this written down, but might as well talk about it. They had the, J, you know, the January 6th uh, thing the other day. This What, Saturday? Mm-hmm. The, J, the J6. Uh, Justice for J6 is what they were calling it. And, of course, everyone on the right via Twitter, Facebook, went out were like, don't go. It's a setup. So there's pictures from the event. There's all these FBI guys pretending to blend in. <laughs> and then there's a, there's a story where, what, 15, like, militarized police surround a guy who's got a gun. And they, they sort of surround him. They start talking to him. The guy tells him where the gun is. And then they take out his wallet. And it's an undercover fed. Oh, of so course FBI it is. guys arrested an FBI guy at an FBI sting for the conservatives. Holy shit. God, you can't get any dumber than this. <laughs> and there's great memes of... Uh, you know, the six, there's, there's a picture of like six FBI guys all pretending to blend in. They all have the same like high tech watch and, uh, the, and the sunglasses. And the meme is, you know, hello, fellow MAGA guys. <laughs> you know, kind of that. Hello, sure. fellow conservatorials. <laughs> exactly. I'm just like you. <laughs> Pay no attention to the, the was, earpiece in my ear. Was that an Adam Sandler movie with where Steve Buscemi comes in and goes, hello, fellow kids, and he's like 58? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> but that's the, that's the meme that's going around. But yeah, back to what I was saying. It's it's going to be, if we can get back to our normalcy without spicy times, the idea, you know, the real idea that's, that's going to be the crime of everything is that there's no trust in the governmental systems anymore. And what does that lead to? God, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, but I mean, it's not like they deserve any trust at all right nope, now. They haven't earned it. No. Nope. By the way, just I forgot to mention this about the Taliban. We are sending sixty-four million dollars of humanitarian aid uh, to the Taliban. So, it's some might hard. call that it's, it's for the 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 aid of the Tal of the of Afghanistan people. No, it's for it's for the it's for the Taliban and. I was gonna say some might call that a bribe to get our people back that are still there. Uh, I would say it's just it's know. just us funding terrorism at this uh, point. Could be, could be. Because I don't th- I don't think we're gonna get shit back for that. You might be right. And I don't know if you they even were trying to get things, but, but get people back from that. They just sent them money. Lastly, Eric, Facebook shields millions of VIP users from this thing called X check 
which is a content moderator. So, Eric, do you think you're on the uh, VIP list? Hmm? Unlikely. Nor do I care. No, I, I, I don't think any of us are. I think you have to be a left-wing contributor to promote whatever you want. But the rest of us, it's just another another story of Facebook, Twitter, and the and these social media and social apps, you know. Yeah, that's just, I mean, it's causing it's, content. It's uh, more. It's more of the same. It's more of the same bullshit for normal people. So, yeah, I, I wish there was a better what's going on in the world today, but it's all, it's all kind of yeah. It's just, it's just not great. Over the Pope watch, Eric. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a watch of the Pope where actually he's pretty active. He, he was in Slovakia these past two weeks, mm-hmm. the heart of Europe, as we talked about a while ago. And there's some interesting things he has to say. So let's start with this. Let's start with this first one. Uh, this is a quote from the uh, the Pope Francis here. None can stand apart, either as individuals or a nation. We must all cultivate the beauty of the whole. So globalist bullshit. Yeah, sounds about that. Yeah, yeah. So I think that was one of the things he said when he was in uh, Slovakia. Let's see. He also said, and I kind of like this one. For all, yeah, for our life to be great, we need to love and have heroism, like Christ. And I actually like that idea because Christ is a hero. He is the. The ideal, as Jordan Peterson would say, mm-hmm. and the idea that this ideal person, the the hero of all stories, doesn't really fight going on the cross and and dying for all sins of the world. Like that's, I, I kind of I'm with him on that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm giving him a bone here. I like this one because I'm a believer, and I and I think you know. Well, yeah, so am I. I but think. uh none of us are Christ. Nope, but he's the ideal to follow. Like he's the ideal to follow. I just don't know if I want to throw myself on a cross for, you know, hey, hero. Yeah, well, I mean, doesn't sound like I'd rather punch some guy in the face. Doesn't sound like a, just, we- a weekend weekend that I want to do. Yeah. Some, um, some bad guy comes up, punch him in the face. You like, know, there's that borderline, massive borderline blasphemous song from the Book of Mormon where <laughs> where they're they're singing about how, uh, you know, Christ crawled on that cross and he stuck it out, you know, that type of thing. And it's, but there is that, I think what sticks with me with this quote and that Book of Mormon song is that there's this idea that it was a heroic act that. Well, yeah, of course it was. And, 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 and we need to. Try to be heroic. We need. We can't be sitting around and being like, "Oh, what was me? Look what's happening! What's happening?" You got to be the hero in your own story, and you got to actually. That doesn't mean go take on 
massive odds <laughs> against you and be like, truth to power. Wow, those bullets flew fast. Uh, you know, it doesn't mean do something rational and stupid, but, you know, definitely have that sense of heroism in you. And that could lead to a great life. I think the Pope's right on this one. Yeah, I mean, he's not. Yeah, he's right. He's right. Let's see here. The, uh, Francis made, uh, I believe, a private visit to the Bethlehem Center for the Homeless and the Needy in Slovakia and uh, wanted to see how it was run. Oh, apparently helped with some funding as well. So that's a, that's a good thing, too. I mean, that's I think that's two, two good ones for the Pope. Yeah, he's, he's, he's up two to one this time. Yeah, minus the socialist, you know. Well, that was thing. the one. That was the, that was yeah. the one against him. He's, yeah. he's two, two against one right now. What else we got? So we also have, you know, I have a story that doesn't really involve the Pope, but it's just fascinating in the religion aspect. All right. Uh, but let's see here. Do we have... Oh, he actually... I have one more quote from the Pope, which I thought was pretty good. He, he got a chance to speak with the young from Slovakia. Now, who, got, who was in the crowd? I don't know how they rounded up all these young people to talk to him again. I don't know. Those are details beyond me. But he did talk about how all young people should dream fearlessly and be ready to go after those dreams. So I think that's a positive one for the Pope as well. I think a three, one victory for the Pope here <laughs> <laughs> on the face of it. Yes. A three, one yeah, victory. Yeah, he hasn't had a lot of victories in this podcast. Cause he's a jerk. <laughs> but he's, I think he's got one here. I think I agree with all those things and uh, dream fiercely and go after those dreams. All right. Yeah. So those are positive things. Very positive thing. He's had he's having a positive week, except for that one globalist bullshit. Right, mark. right. And apparently feeling better. Apparently the surgery did well, and he was able to travel. And he, you know, this this is a winning couple of weeks for the Pope, and he hasn't had many for us, so we got to celebrate it. Give us your yay happy dance. No. no, no, I will not do that. No, oh. no. I tried. I tried, Mister Francis. I tried. Now the Pope might not. Be so happy after this story. Uh oh. <laughs> He's had a good week, but it might be time to bring him back down to earth with a bishop, a bishop who quit the Catholic Church after falling in love with a satanic erotic writer. <laughs> <laughs> His name's Xavier Novell, and he's a Spanish bishop from Spain, obviously. <laughs> And he fell. I'm a Spanish bishop. From where? <laughs> From Spain. <laughs> well, no shit. And he fell in love with a satanic erotic writer. And he's given up <laughs> his life of the cloth to pursue her. <laughs> Way to go, dude. And it just reminds me of a story that I long time heard back in my youth when I was an aspiring basketball player. Talked about how this guy had NBA future all on him, but he stopped going to practice and stopped playing totally because he met a girl. And when the coach asked him, what are you doing? All he could say was, coach, she good. And that's sort of what's happened to this bishop. Wow. <laughs> So, Eric, what do you think of that? I mean, do you think the Pope's going to intervene and be like, hey. Oh, what the hell is he going to do? He's not going to do anything. He's going to be like, darn, lost another one. Lost another one to a satanic writer. Erotic writer. Yeah. <laughs> satanic eroticism, apparently on the rise. 
Unbelievable. <laughs> Way to go, dude. <laughs> wow. Jeez. Well, that yeah. That's pathetic. That... That's pathetic. It's awful. Yeah, <laughs> what a loser. I just love reading her stuff. I just love reading her stuff, man. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, um, I'm sure. I'm sure you love reading it. <laughs> she really has a way with words. Oh, I'm sure she has a way with stuff. Yeah, all right, fine. You're an idiot. <laughs> and that's how we're gonna end the Pope Watch because I mean I don't think it gets any better than that. But I do think, like I said, we'll bet a good couple weeks. Dumbass. <laughs>
There's a timeout on the field. Now, 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 guys, now, 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 now. fuck Joe, Joe Biden. Biden. <laughs> and then, of course, all the t you know TV, they're watching this, and everyone's going, "Oh, oh, oh, oh please, oh. please ignore that language." The friends are. I didn't get a rump out of that guy. Watch your ears. So, uh, so yeah, that might be our. Uh, that's the way America protests. We do it at football games. <laughs> so uh, we talked a little bit earlier on about Tom Brady being uh, the guy. Yeah, the best. And um, well, in his first game against the Cowboys, we talked about uh, that rookie who said some things he shouldn't have. And of course, Tampa Bay ended up winning. And uh, there was a nice little clip at the end in the final drive because it was close. I mean, the Cowboys were neck and neck with the Buccaneers. Mm -hmm. And in the final drive, with the money on the line, Tom Brady gets the call from his offensive coordinator. It's a great clip. And he turns on and goes, no, <laughs> we're not running that. How <laughs> dare you? And then he Who do you think you're? talking to and then he called his own play and got a first down that led to the field goal to win the whole thing <laughs> what do you think you're doing but here? the video is funny because he's like he's looking he's like checking his his ear hole for the for the call because they call it in through the microphones and whatnot and then he turns to the sideline just like no <laughs> we're not doing that i'm doing something completely different and uh you need to learn your place. <laughs> you may be the offensive coordinator, but do you know who the hell I am? <laughs> My name is Tom Brady. Leviticus Brady. And I will do as I please. I am the greatest of all time. And I will do as I please. And you can shut the hell up. I will win this game if I should choose to. <laughs> If I lose, it's because I wanted to lose. <laughs> and then, of course, he was magical today uh, against the uh, Atlanta Falcons. So uh, he's, I mean, he says there was an interview with him after the game, and he said, yeah, why couldn't I play to 50? I'm in Florida, which is where people retire anyway, so <laughs> I figured I'd play to 50. So he's going to be here forever. He's going to, and I think it's a smart idea because if you recall, Eric, during the end of Peyton Manning's era, Peyton Manning wasn't really a very good quarterback at the end. He was sort of just a handoff and then dink and dunk guy. Yeah. Uh, very smart. He was always a smart football player. Sure. But not what he was when he was an Indianapolis Colt. Well, no. I mean, his neck was toast. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he had taken some some bad, bad injuries. But I remember ESPN were talking about, oh, you know, Peyton's better. Peyton's better. And then... As we've gone through the era of that dude in Green Bay. What's his name? Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Rogers. Same sort of thing. Aaron's better. Aaron's better. Is he? Is he? Yeah. But he's not. And no. Brady's going to play until no. he's 50. And he's going to break every record. He's going to have 12 Super Bowls. And he's going to make it crystal clear who the baddest motherfucker ever as a quarterback was. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. That's what he's doing. And I think it's awesome. And I think after that, he'll run for president and he'll win. So, okay. <laughs> Maybe not. But anywho, I, I thought I'd say that out loud. I think that's what's going to happen. You think he's going to run for president? No, but I think he's going to play until he's 50, have 12 Super Bowl wins. and Well, I, uh, well he's got, what, six now? Seven? Six? He's got six. Six. 
So he's got to get another six. And how old is he now? He's like 44? 43? Yeah. I mean, uh, he's a year younger than me, so he's 43. All right. So seven years. He has to win another six out of seven. You could. I. Yeah, and monkeys could fly out of my ass at any moment, but it's probably not going to happen. I think he's going to win this year. I don't, I don't think any team built as well as his is. And I think, he, you know, get a back-to-back here, maybe get a triple. And then you're thinking, screw it. Let's go for the other triple. I mean, I, I, just stranger things have happened, especially when you got the goat in your team. And yeah, the, I, I suppose. I just, you know. And the funny thing about having the greatest quarterback of all time on your team is that really good players want to go play with him. So it's not hard to get free agents. It's not hard to keep rebuilding. I think that's one of the secret keys to the New England Patriots that no one really talked about was that they were able to keep landing really good players and develop youth to keep that run going for as long as they did. And actually, that kid Mac Jones looks pretty damn good on my Twitter. So they might be in the mix soon as well. So, Eric... uh, a Florida man, speaking of Tampa Bay, Florida mm. man was fed up with all the potholes on his street. So he planted a banana tree in one of them <laughs> in the center of the street. <laughs> Got a good photo. Probably use it as the photo for the Empty Room Podcast, episode 78. It's a banana tree in a bottle <laughs> in the middle of the street. <laughs> That's one way to tell. Yeah, yeah. Enough of your shit. No one fills these potholes. I'm putting a banana tree here. I'm gonna put a tree here. There's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> Certainly one way to do it. Have you ever heard of the rapper Dan Sar? No. Neither have I, but you might find this interesting. Dan Sar was a rapper who decided to get gold chains surgically implanted into his scalp. His skull, even. Ugh. So, so he has gold so chains. He's an idiot. That's what you're saying. <laughs> he has gold chains that go all the way down to his chin from his scalp. So you're he has hair of gold chains. You're a dumbass. <laughs> what is he? He's a dumbass. I don't know if he's any good at what he does. Unlikely. But he has gold chains coming out of his head. <laughs> I'm going to say no. Uh, again, does he even realize? The troubles that this could cause him. Like, he can't fly. <laughs> you, can't, you can't go through the... Me- sir, where's your medal? It's it touched my head. Sir, sir, I don't know if that... No, no. Get a bus. <laughs> just <laughs> Take the bus. You're out. You can't do this anymore. Why? It's just... It's, just, it's, my, it's in my head. It's like, yes. And we're not afraid that you're going to do something on the plane. We just don't want you here. We just, <laughs> we just don't want you here. We just think you're an asshole. We, we think you're a jerk. And <laughs> that sort of that sort of jackassery is, is, is for Greyhound bus. Yeah. <laughs> you could be king of the Greyhound buses from here on out. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder how much that cost, how much it hurt. I, when people do stuff like that, I often think about, when I had my, my nose broken and I had to get it fixed, how horrible that was. Mm-hmm. And that was because my nose was on the side of my face, not because I wanted to look differently <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> so, I don't know. Oof. Speaking of college football again, Eric, this one's a good one. So, I don't know what stadium it was at. Okay. But somehow there was a cat in the stadium. I saw this. And the cat somehow 
was falling off the upper deck. Like it was hanging on by just its front two paws. Yep. <laughs> and everybody, as you know, people, if you've ever been to a big time game with tons of people, when things happen, the crowd reacts. Like people figure it out. They go, oh my gosh, they see what's happening and they sort of start reacting. And some people grabbed an American flag and tried to use it as sort of like a catch trampoline mm-hmm. for the cat should it fall. And it was going to fall. It couldn't oh, hold yeah. out forever. Yeah. And it, what would you say? Like four stories up, five stories up? It was up there. Yeah. It, it was, was pretty up it there. Was a, it was a pretty big fall. So <laughs> the problem is they didn't actually catch him. Well, it bounced off and it gave the cat. No, it didn't. It didn't even bounce off. It literally, it literally, it went to the side where they had actually kind of dropped it down a little bit. Yeah. And wasn't hold, they weren't holding it tightly on that particular side for some reason. I guess I don't know why, yeah. but it's just like that's where it happened to go. So it kind of it hit it and then just slid off without really reducing any speed. Well, so, I don't know about that. When I saw it, I thought it decelerated a little bit because I mean the thing lived right. So anyway, the thing falls. And the guy tried to, did you well, see the guy uh, tried to hold it well, up? This is the thing I, I was going to get to. The thing falls, and the cat falls, and as Eric said, it sort of hit the side of it, but it decelerated enough for the kid, for the cat to live. So the guy picks it up and holds it up for the crowd, and the crowd goes wild, and then the cat lights him up. <laughs> yeah. Claws the shit out of him. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Well, well, the cat, I mean, it's not like the cat was, you know, somebody's pet. It was a probably a feral cat that got into the that got into the stadium and was got itself in a situation. It doesn't want to be around these yeah, people. It doesn't know any better, but it was you know, I saw some All great... of a sudden this asshole grabbed it by the back of the neck and is holding it up. It's like fuck no <laughs> just lights it up and I've seen I saw a great a couple of Twitter posts from certain people going, Oh, this is such a cat thing to do. Guy saves your life and you light him up. <laughs> Saved a cat today. Clawed the shit out of my arms. <laughs> it stings. It stings. Just feel good, man. Let's talk about the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, all right. You know, summer is almost over. Well, it is over, but we're we're about to enter October for fall baseball, the playoffs. But the Orioles are not in the playoffs. But they were throwing a no hitter the other day against the Blue Jays. And there were three outs away from no hitter. Then they lost eleven to two. <laughs> Holy crap! So not only did the wheels fall off, the whole thing exploded. <laughs> <laughs> they were up two nothing. Three outs away from no hitter. Lost eleven to two. That's that's uh, that's professional baseball right there. That's impressive. <laughs> So I know we also went over this briefly, but again, can we say how fucking ridiculous it is that on the 20 year anniversary of 9-11, the Taliban control all of Afghanistan? <laughs> yes. And the guy who killed bin Laden's on the no fly list. Uh, <laughs> it's so fucking bad. Why did this happen? It's so bad. All of it's bad. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, uh, can we talk about I don't even know if I should stop asking. Can we talk about it? Because no, don't we don't want to talk about it. Talk about it anymore. It sucks. No one talks about it. But how about the uh, the trans fighter kick the shit out of the lady of uh, her opponent? Beat the fuck! What the hell, man? She, you know, before he before he became a woman, he was a special ops guy in the army. 
special forces. What the shit? And then no one does. No one and then look at this and be the like, hell "What out the of his opponent?" It's like, uh. oh boy, oh boy, it's all bad. Is that the title of the show? This <laughs> is all bad. bad. It's all bad. This is the all bad episode. Episode seventy-eight. I mean, how much? Bad. How much of a piece of shit do you have to be? It's all bad to be like. I was a special forces guy, and I feel like a lady now, <laughs> and I'm gonna kick butt out somebody. But I really want to beat the shit out of women, <laughs> so I'm gonna, you know, mm. say that I'm trans, even though you know, probably still taking fucking steroids. Oh god! And beat oh. the shit out of women just oh, because I can. Because if they don't let me, they're gonna be a bunch of bigots and bullshit. Oh. God, <sighs> fuck you! Oh, that's bad. Uh, I got a couple stories left here. First off, fe- I don't want to. I don't want to talk about. I know, it I know, but this one might. No, no, that's all. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Phoebe Waller Bridge, she uh, played the lead role. Actually, wrote it as well for um, Fleabag, which is a great show. I enjoyed that quite a bit, especially because it had my favorite bad guy on it. Uh, you know who it is? Yeah, yeah. Well. I can't remember his name, so you got to help me. I can't remember his name either. God damn it. Andrew something. He was the guy who Andrew, Yeah, yeah, we know. On Sherlock, he played, yeah, the played Moriarty on Sherlock. Yeah, he was good. Andrew, something Andrew, something, Andrew something, I don't know. Anyway, Phoebe is set to replace Harrison Ford in the Indiana Jones movies. Yeah, that's not going to go over. I don't, I just, uh, no one listens to us. However, if I had the ear of all of Hollywood and they weren't doing something horrible to other human beings and they were actually interested in cleaning up their act and making good movies they they're they're not though i know but if they were if all those if all those boxes were checked and they were actually listening (laughs) just make a new movie just just make a new series sure i would love to see phoebe uh while i hate her last name phoebe bridge that's what i'm calling her i would love to see phoebe bridge be some sort of trying to find the Ark of the Covenant again or trying to find, you know, archaeologist or whatever. I would love to see her do that. And, and hilarity ensues and, and she's smart and quick-witted and she does cool stuff. You don't need to tie it into the Indiana Jones movies. Like, you can let these franchises go. Let them be and stand for what they are and that's it. Start something new. It's kind of like in Marvel and, and uh, DC where they start... Re- rewriting characters and what they're actually about and change their origins and change their their belief systems and it's like no just write a new character just write a new plot line write a new book write write something new stop butchering my childhood (laughs) just let it be oh so lazy and shitty all right i mean you know what dude this jumped in my head. You know what Hollywood is now? You know what all our, our favorite movies are? Hmm. The porn movies. Think about it for a second. All Take the sex out of it, because porn movies, sex is important, I get it. But take that part out. It's just cu- cookie cutter, same thing, add a different person, same plot, over and over and over again. That's what it's become. I'm... Are you hanging by a thread there too? Yeah. What the? <laughs> what's going on? As soon as you said some bitch is going to be Indiana Jones, I tuned out. <laughs> Did you black out? 
Oh, wait, wait. I don't know. Uh, I was I was looking at my phone. And, and I like Phoebe Waller-Bridge. I think she's talented. I couldn't, I give, a sh- I couldn't oh. give a shit less about her. Okay, fine. But the point is, give her a new platform. Give her a new vehicle. Don't call it Indiana Jones. and I don't know. Just give it something different. Make something new. Stop taking stuff from the past that worked. Betting on the fact that it's going to be a decent cash grab and make something new. It's terrible. I hate that. So there's that story, Eric. And then we have Steve from Blue's Clues. Remember Steve? I didn't watch Blue's Clues. Oh, well, anyway, the first guy, Steve from Blue's Clues. Yeah. It was the 25th anniversary of Blue's Clues. And he did, he's now an adult and he hasn't been involved in a while. And he sure. came on and played Steve again and said he hoped everyone was doing well and he missed everybody. And he said we were all looking good. I actually thought it was kind of cute. I thought it was cool. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was a nice. I, little, I saw it. Nice little thing to do. That's kind of cool thing to do. Nice little thing to do. In in a world where everything's shit, I'm okay with that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm okay that's with that. Fine. That's good. Nice little thing. And then our last story of the ridiculous Eric. I don't think it gets any better than this one, at least in today's show. <laughs> a scorned wife in Russia. Yeah. Raids. The ex-husband's cryogenic lab and steals all the brains that were in cryogenesis. What? <laughs> so this guy had was the leader in cryogenic freezing. So the people that wanted to be frozen and then brought back later when the idea that their diseases could be cured or just wanted... But they were to, just brains, weren't they? Some of them were brains and some of them were heads. And she went in there and knocked everything over and took a whole bunch and put them in the back of her car. And and they found the car later with the brains. They still haven't found the lady. That's fucked up. That's a bit fucked up. <laughs> I mean, I get you're mad at the guy. Why take it out on the people? And I believe the people, I mean, we're talking twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 to even begin this process. I mean, it's maybe even more of that. Maybe north of that, actually. Uh, it's all bad, Eric. It's all bad. It's all bad. People suck. Uh, uh, well, Hollywood sucks. Government sucks. People suck. Uh, I'm still here, El Guapo. That guy sucks. <laughs> El Guapo sucks. Uh, well, we got one more thing. We'll I don't want... No. We can see if we can not make that suck. Uh, <laughs> to ponder Eric. i got a couple of things for you hopefully we can finish this uh are we not doing the hollywood graveyard episode 78 down uh no I, we only have one and we're gonna talk about it here oh okay yeah, yeah. so um before we get going into all the questions we do want to recognize the uh the passing of norm mcdonald 
I became a bigger fan of him later than when he was on Weekend Update. Sure. Uh, I, I thought he was funny on Weekend Update, and I had forgotten how funny he was. Oh, he was so good. And, so uh, good. And then I, with the pat with his passing, I you know, I did what most people do, and that did sort of a deep dive into his life and his career and his stuff. And learned, I had no idea that he was fired because of all the shit he said about O.G. Simpson, <laughs> which I thought yeah. was amazing. Uh, and his his demeanor and his the way he delivered his jokes were so cool. I mean, check out any of those weekend updates where he's just killing, mm-hmm. literally <laughs> killing, uh, you know, the O.J. Simpson stuff. And then he's been on, he's done, there's so many things to find him on. Oh, yeah, you can find him, you can find him on doing his own show that he was doing, Uh as like a kind of like a interview kind of show mm. uh multitudes of segments with conan and mm. david letterman and all these other people i i like the conan ones the best because norm's just kind of going out there out of his mind and just like it's so funny just so funny and he wrote a book. Uh, I actually got the audio version of that book. So did I. And I've been listening to it. It's brilliant. It's I, so I, funny. I really enjoy it quite a bit. And uh, I also started watching the uh, the cartoon series he was in, the Mike Tyson Mysteries. <laughs> that I have not seen. Which is, which is something else, man. You should give it a shot. I only watched the first episode, and they're in Mexico to try to help some author finishes book mm-hmm. and while they're there, some guy complains that, Oh, we got to, you know, I know you're here to help this book, but we also have this problem with the Chupacabra. Chupacabra. <laughs> Chupacabra. Yeah. And, uh, and Mike Tyson goes, Oh, I finally know why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to help this man finish his book. And then I'm going to beat the shit out of the Chupacabra because I've never had a chance. I've beaten the shit out of everything else except the Chupacabra. I got to go beat the shit out of the Chupacabra. Wow. <laughs> That's brilliant. It is. It's pretty wild. So uh, Norm MacDonald plays a dove on that. <laughs> it is. It's pretty wild. Um, but yeah, like, and then you learn about the man personally and he's, he has his, he had his demons and he had his issues and yeah, he was a, Gambling addict. Yep. Lost his entire fortune twice. Yep. Yep. And, uh, but he was also a, a believer. He was also a Christian, so. a Christian man. And, uh, he ended up being one of those guys that I, I, I think he became more of one of the conservative type, mainly because the left, uh, the, the, the center went to the Democrat left. You know what I mean? Like you're sort of in the middle mm. and then, they went so crazy that now you're conservative just by accident. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and he's sort of where that's where he is, where he was. And uh, and, it, and but he had no issues telling truth to, to power. You know, a lot of a lot of these lefty weenies talk about truth to power and have no idea what that actually means. But Norm Macdonald being told, Don't you dare go out on on SNL on Weekend Update and talk about my friend OJ Simpson and then staring right in the camera and, tell, and delivering the line that you set up about OJ Simpson is tr- speaking truth to power. Or uh, there were other instances where he'd be heckled by these crazy people. There was one where it was like this teacher, I, I just happened to see it on YouTube, he's doing stand up and this teacher is heckling him. 
you know, because he's doing this bit about, you know, teachers are, are the real heroes. Mm. And he's like, I don't know. I thought the uh, thought the people that were firefighters were the real heroes. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, those guys, the firefighters. Uh, uh, Policemen, they, uh, they deal with... They deal with like real thugs and gangbangers and stuff. I think they're the real heroes. And what? Nobody's taller than you at your school. <laughs> <laughs> You're the real hero. Uh, you, uh, I don't know. And then <laughs> the lady, <laughs> the best part of the whole thing is that he's he's punching her up pretty good. And then she's finally like, "Have have you ever seen a treadmill?" Because he was a little doughy at the time. Sure. And he's like, "Yeah." seen a lot of them have you ever seen a trip yeah yeah i've seen a lot of them i see them everywhere when i go travel i see them all the time they're they're everywhere what you know because she's she's trying to make him feel bad that he's heavy sure and he's going taking the literal no but i really have seen a lot of treadmills (laughs) (laughs) you've asked if i've seen a treadmill i've seen a ton of them what's your point and she won't actually jump to the your fat thing (laughs) so oh he was good he was really good, and that's a that's a bummer. Sixty one cancer, sixty nine years battling cancer, and didn't say a peep about it to anybody. Uh, nobody knew. So I I have no issues, Eric. By the way, if we want to put Norm Macdonald on the uh, the wall of admiration, yeah, uh, I, I think so. I think that's an easy, absolutely, because um, I didn't even realize how much of a fan I was until. Quite frankly, he passed away. And mm. then I went back and I'm like, oh my God, I missed all this stuff. One of, if not the funniest person ever. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, no, he was the funniest person ever. Well, I don't know. I mean, there's 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 a pantheon of absolute, remarkably funny people, right? I have in my pantheon, you're talking Robin Williams. I thought he was brilliant. Uh, Dave Chappelle. Norm Macdonald, clearly, I think, belongs in there as well. I think Dave Attell is incredibly funny. I think Bill Burr is incredibly funny. I mean, that's sort of sort well, of yeah, but going. A lot of those people would say that Norm was better. Yep. Yep. And I tell you what, Dave Landau is killing me. I mean, I love Dave Landau. Dave so Landau much. might be the greatest find ever. Uh, I mean, I didn't know anything about him until Steve Crowder brought him on. And Crowder is going to, I mean, what a wise move because Landau just makes the show many, many times over. It's its really in something. So oh. he's just a really he's funny just, dude. Never not funny. Yep. He's just exceptional. So, you know, rest in peace, Norm MacDonald. Indeed. Rest in peace, good sir. So I have two stories. Uh, the one is really. It's going to be a simple talk about when celebrities get red-pilled. I thought this was a question to ponder. Yeah, this is the question to ponder. Yeah, fine. Well, it's not as questiony as just, I want your opinion on some things. Yeah. I mean, it's enjoyable when celebrities get red-pilled. Like, for example, Nicki Minaj has just learned that if you don't say what you're supposed to, you're going to get slaughtered. And uh, there's others as well that have sort of... come into that world. Do you think, Eric, I guess the first question is, do you think that more celebrities will follow, especially those that are talented? Because I think those that are not talented and don't have the chops 
to do what they do. Like, for example, <clears throat> I don't think Amy Schumer is talented. No. So she's going to be a lefty her entire life because that's the only way she gets play. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she's related to Chuck Schumer. Like, this is the only reason she's even relevant is because of her left-wing politics. Pretty much. However, I think people like Dave Chappelle and, you know, that's a talented comedian. Um, I, I don't really like Nicki Minaj, but she is pretty talented. Uh, there's been other people as well in the in the acting business that are quite talented and don't need the protection that the left provides as thugs. So as things keep circling, 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 circling the drain, do you suspect more people will come out and be like, "Whoa, whoa wait a minute, I have questions," and will will receive the uh, the mark of the beast from the from oh, the I'm left? Sure. Oh, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, and it's not like Nicki Minaj is suddenly gonna be gonna become some you know staunch conservative. No, I don't believe thing. that either. No, it's, nope. it's, it's, but the idea, right? Like all she did was question it because she had a, a friend of hers who, who took this vaccine and got sick. Yeah, and she's like, "Whoa, wait a minute!" Like I don't, I didn't think that was part of the part of the bill. And then as soon as she, you know, I have questions, the left sent their henchmen after her. And try to put her back in her place. And it's funny, they call the left calls all conservatives, you know, these Nazis and these horrible people, because that seems to be their favorite thing to do. But who are the thugs that actually, if you step out of line, try to bring you to your knees? It's them. Well, I mean, they're they're doing it because it's it's the good thing to do. They're they're the right ones. They're the correct ones. Well, there's definitely a, a I've talked about this before, but there's definitely an idea that these people don't the left people don't think they're wrong. They think they're righteous. So do all villains in all movies that ever, that ever were Agreed. played. Yeah. Every villain thinks he's right. Yep. Yep. But that's important to note because we often think, and I, and I think a lot of people that are just normal, average Americans, we think, oh my gosh, like look at these villains, Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, and Kamala Harris, and Look, they're scheming and making, I mean, they're doing all these horrible things. And I'm sure at some point, well, Joe Biden's a crook anyway, but but I think they view it as, maybe those guys view it as being criminals and getting away with it. But you have assholes also that are villains like AOC and, and her ilk, and they actually believe they're the right, they're the righteous. They're doing yeah. the right things, you know, and I think believing that you're righteous is more dangerous than being a crook because the crook knows he's bad. He just knows he's just working to get away with it. The righteous believe he's the righteous believes they're they're right above all else and will do anything. It's, it's scary stuff. Is that it? No, I got one more story. Son of a bitch. Sorry, it's a weird one. It's a bummer too. And the only reason I bring it up is because I happen to catch it from the beginning to where we are now. And I don't know why I caught it. I mean, I was if you want to know my process, listener. My process. I like, I like how it's singular. Oh, hey, listener. <laughs> my, I want to learn my process, listener. <laughs> Dear listener, A. You want to <laughs> know my process. You want to know my process, my one and only <laughs> listener. What I do is before I we do a show once a week, generally, uh, I I go on Twitter and I go on Facebook and I go on Instagram 
And then I go on a couple different uh, websites and I try to accumulate all the stories that we're going to talk about. And I try to have about five or six different places I visit, but Twitter tends to be my number one place. Twitter is great for this if you want to get information fast and have quick headline stories. And that's sort of how I, I, I set up the show. And last uh, last episode, which was two weeks ago, I started checking up uh, stories for the show. And I saw this story about a missing girl. Sure. Uh, uh, her and her boyfriend had rented a van. Oh, and, yeah. I and, they were, and they were from New York, and they were going cross-country. That was the plan. New York? I thought they were in Florida. I thought they were oh, from she Florida. Was from, she was from New York, Northport. And he was, he, was, from, he was from Florida. Yeah, I think they started from Florida. They started from Florida. I and, think and so. And she, she either bought the van or rented the van. I'm not sure which. And they started going on a cross-country tour. Yep. Her name is Gabby Petito. Or Petito. I'm not sure how it's said. But anyway, so I saw that. And I was like, all right. Girl goes missing. And I, and I, I didn't really think anything of it. And then we had the show. And then... As the following week, I was in Rochester, New York, doing the wedding, and I started looking up shows when I had spare time. Then I'd see another update on this on this girl missing. Family wants to know what's going on. And the thing that got me hooked on the story was that the dude drove home to Florida, to Florida, in her van yeah. without her. Yeah. And then when the police wanted to talk to him. He wouldn't talk to them. And then the family hit him, you know, wouldn't said he wouldn't he was not speaking to the police via his lawyer and all that stuff. So for me, I'm looking at this story and I'm going, Well, he killed her. (laughs) (laughs) This is obvious, right? This is obvious to everyone else. Like uh, the fact that he drove home. So from Montana or wherever they were, Wyoming, to Florida in her van without her and then wouldn't talk to the police and then lawyered up and wouldn't talk to anybody, it means you're guilty. <laughs> it means you've done something bad. Yeah. I mean, it's basically the same the same kind of thing that happened with Aaron Hernandez where they found the body. They start going to talk. They want to go talk to him. And he's just like, no, break phone. No. Well, yeah. I mean, that, uh, that was that was guilty. Even, that was even worse. Uh, <laughs> so guilty. But here's the thing: the stories kept coming, and the stories were like, family doesn't understand why boyfriend won't talk to them. You know, Gabby's family doesn't understand. Well, why won't they talk? Police don't understand why they won't. They don't have access to him. Now, here's where I, I have questions: Why the fuck? As the police, once you knew those details, he drove from Wyoming in her van without her to his house. Well, did she buy it or did she rent it? Doesn't matter. It, was it, do- it does matter. I, I don't think it does because it, it, if her name's attached to it somehow, some way, he can't just drive home with it without her. No, no, no. I, I understand yeah. that. But it, it's it's very different if she owned the car or if she was the one that rented the car specifically for this purpose, for this cross-country trip. I there's mean, a, diff- there's I, a difference I there. there. I guess there is a difference in nuance, but I don't think it matters much because you those two were together. And and they were supposed to 
start and finish together, I would suspect. And the fact that- Well, he- yeah, that, that would be the obvious thing. But the, the problem is just because he came home without her, yes, I agree with you. you fucking killed her. <laughs> I agree with you. But just because he came home without her doesn't mean he actually killed her. Right. I understand that. It's 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 a due it's a due process thing. You can't just be like, oh, you came home without her and now you're doing all this weird stuff. Granted, they're gonna go after him. I mean it's just they're just Well, he's missing now. Now he's missing? Yeah. Of course he is. Yeah, uh I mean I got I got I got the whole story. Like I know where this goes. All right. Uh, but But my point was the idea that we should go after we should they should have gone after him earlier after they knew this this and this i don't think it would have been enough because there there are other explanations as bullshit as they would probably be that are plausible i sus- i suppose but i would like to think that if you try to bullshit a cop first off i'm the family again on the phone i want to talk to brian he's not talking to anybody that's bullshit he was the last person to see my daughter. I want to talk to him. He's not talking to anybody. He doesn't have to talk to anybody. Fair point. But then that's the family. But then when the police get on the phone. Still doesn't have to talk to anybody. I disagree. I think if the police are like, we need to talk to you. There's a missing person situation here. Get on the line. And they stunt them. And they say, no, we're not talking. He's not talking. To Even if it is a lawyer. Uh, my next thing as a police person would be, all right, I'm getting on the phone to the, F- the Floridian well, that's, police. That's, that's, like, go figure that out because that's a missing person. And well, it's that's, been that's, over- what a, that's what a warrant is for. And it's been over two weeks. Yeah, that's what a warrant is for. You go get a warrant. Yeah. So I, I thought... It, it because took- that's that's the thing. He doesn't have to talk to anybody. Right. But, you can also, but the cops can also say, you're going to talk to us. And this little paper says it's, it's going to happen. And I think that's what didn't happen. And yeah. I think they let it go. And they just sort of waited and waited and waited until they found or they tried to find Gabby and they couldn't find her. And this dude, so he drives. <laughs> and then after they were trying to press to go finally talk to him after, I guess, a week, mm-hmm. you know, he, he he conveniently went for a hike and is now missing. So now he's gone and no one knows where he is. And then today they found Gabby's body mm-hmm. in Wyoming somewhere. Um, I believe it's Wyoming. Um, so, uh, you know, of course. I, I did read that, but I also read that it was the feds that found her body. Yeah. Which I'm like, what the feds do? What the feds do? <laughs> That's right. Well, you don't, we can't trust <laughs> the federal like, government. Like, wait a second. Did the feds put her there? <laughs> no. Jeez. I would hope not. But I know I, I, I no, it's, it's it's just it's just funny because we have so much distrust for the feds right, right. now. No, I agree. And now the and we've had this this this, you know, couple week long story with this missing yeah. missing girl yeah. and this her boyfriend doing weird this weird shit. Yeah. And all of a sudden the feds find her body. Well so I, like, mm-hmm. I think it was one of those scenarios where the police had it and then the feds. No, no, it's, it's just the, the optics of it are funny to me. I agree. It. No, I understand. I, I keep thinking of that South Park episode where the police have it. And, All right, we're taking over now. Oh, yeah, now we're taking over now. <laughs> and nothing gets accomplished because they're all just having dick measuring contests about who's taking over next. So, uh, but it's sad because she seemed like a sweetheart. And, of course, other things have come out where, you know, other people are like, you know, there's a lot of other people missing than just a blonde chick from, <laughs> from New York. And it's like not the time. 
Like, you know, yeah. everyone's got an agenda, and I get all that. Uh, look, there are, there are other people missing. You know what? Go fuck know? yourself. I think the only reason this. You go find them. Yeah, I think the only reason this story blew up was because of the really unusual behavior of yeah. the boyfriend. Yeah. I don't think that if it was a normal missing persons case, because of course these people with agendas are talking race and talking about, uh, and I don't know how wealthy uh, these kids are, these people are, but like, I, I really think the only reason it became intriguing was the same reason it became intriguing to me. How on earth is the boyfriend who's supposed to be the fiance drive home without her? <laughs> And then hide and not talk to anybody. Like it's an instant red flag that something of bad happened. Of course it is. And and the only winner here is that there's some Netflix executive going, Oh boy, we're getting the rights of this story. Yeah, right. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna absolutely make a killing on this one. And uh and that's a shame in its own right. But it sucks. I, I, I think I think the lesson from this story, really, Eric, is that there's so many good people in the world, and just and by the way, Jesse Kelly's talked about this. There's so oh, many. Good, I'm so glad he talked. He <laughs> talked about it. No, I, I don't know about this particular story, but there are a lot of a lot of good people in this world. But there's also monsters, and the monsters walk among us. And even ones you think are not. I mean, it's it, yeah. It's just a sad thing. So, anything you got for me, the bud? No. Well, I mean, what do you want me to say? It sucks. Girl's dead. It's a bummer. Guy probably did it. Yeah. And now he's in the wind somewhere. He probably might, in Cuba. He might have killed himself too. You That's know? possible. Because I, I suspect. I mean, if I had to, looking at these two, from the videos, from the dash cam video, from the police when they stopped them earlier on because they had a fight uh, weeks before she went missing, uh-huh. I would suspect that they had another fight. And maybe he pushed her off a ledge. Maybe he hit her and accidentally knocked her unconscious to dead or, you know, something accidental. Mm -hmm. And then he freaks out. He drives home, tells the parents, the parents cover for him. And then he can't take it, the guilt of what happened. And he's going to go hurt himself or something. I mean, that, that seems plausible to me. Oh yeah. It's certainly possible. I I don't like, here's a great question. You know, you want to talk about a question to ponder. Uh, Ponder. Let's say someone you care about, some a child of yours, you know, does something like this. Do you cover for them, or do you, or do you turn them in? Like, yeah, I mean, I talk about a whammy of a, of a dilemma. I mean, this is your kid. You love this person. It depends. It really does depend on exactly what happened. Yeah. If it was, you know, let's let's take. Let's take everything at face value in terms of what actually what actually happened. Yeah, something bad happened. It was accidental. We'll go with accidental for this one. Yeah. Yeah. Then probably yes, I would. If it wasn't accidental, like you know, we find we you know we figure out he's figure out that it's just like <laughs> premeditated. No. Yeah. Off you go. Yeah. But how do you do that? It's a bang bang play, right? Your kid comes home. He's of course he's not a kid. He's in his mid twenties, and you know he's he's definitely distraught, and it looks terrible. You have the girl's van without the girl. He was your you know you were going cross country with your fiance, and your fiance's gone, and he's distraught. And then what? The next evening you get a call from the family. 
And then the evening after that, you get a call from the police. Like, you got to make some tough calls really fast. Yeah. And you got to figure out what your kid, what your your loved one did really quickly. And maybe he doesn't tell you what he did. He's just upset and distraught. I mean, that's, whew, talk about a tough call. Because there's a lot of people in the, in the social media atmosphere that want to really string up the parents for obstructing Gabby's family and, and the police from talking to him. Oh, that may happen. You know, I mean, it's, it's, whew, that's a tough one. Whew, I don't know if I have an answer for that one. That's one of those no, questions it's, it's, to ponder. It's, it's, I got it's, nothing. It's an, it's an impossible, <laughs> it's really an impossible question. I mean, I can talk about hypotheticals till the cows come home. Yeah. Oh, look, there they are. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry. That didn't land. Um, <laughs> whatever. I don't care. I don't care, people. You've never cared. I've stopped show. caring. <laughs> Well, you never care. It's probably true. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's an impossible question. Oh, you ain't kidding. Impossible. All right. Well, it's all bad. It is all bad. That's the name of the show. It's all bad. Episode seventy-eight, the Interim Podcast. We thank you for listening in. Uh, you can catch us, you know, every week generally, interimpodcast.com. You can email us at interimpodcast at gmail.com. But you never do. And uh, you can find us on on Getter. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Locals. I mean, we're Instagram. We're sort of everywhere. Uh, we're on podcasts, on iTunes, and, uh, and Stitcher. Uh, but really... I always prefer that you come home and listen to us at interiorpodcast.com because that's that's the best place. So have a good week, everybody. I suspect we'll have a better, more positive podcast next week. Oh, it's highly unlikely. (laughs) But for tonight, it's all bad. It's all bad. All of it. Every single bit.